Hi, powerhouses. So today's podcast episode is with a mental health expert. So I'm really excited to share this conversation with you, especially in light of everything that has been going on over the last couple of years. And I think it's so important to continue to always check in with your mental health and also know that it's totally fine, acceptable, normal, uh, and healthy to seek therapy. You don't have to have a label with it. Sometimes it's just good to talk shit out. So a little bit about Nicole. Nicole Mosey is the founder of Core Mental Health Counseling, which is a group private practice in downtown Buffalo, New York, providing mental health and substance use counseling in a confidential private setting. She leads a team of highly qualified therapists with a variety of specialty areas. While motivated to change the stigma of mental health, she's founded this company in really creating such a unique and dynamic culture. She approaches opportunities with a growth mindset and welcomes discussions on how core mental health counseling can help you and your team. So what's cool about Nicole is she's not just doing the one-on-one counseling and therapy. She's also working in group dynamics and settings like wellness workshops and corporations for the employees. So that's really something to keep in mind. Of course, I'm digressing here a little bit, but something that nowadays, again, how many employees are struggling if you have a team or you're recognizing that maybe there's something a little bit off or they're feeling stressed or anxious, um, bringing in someone to help talk about strategies to deal with mental health or various things that your employees may be going through could be such an exceptional and extraordinary benefit. So clients can include wellness, um, entrepreneurs, working professionals, excuse me, college students, new parents, and those dealing with grief, loss, trauma, as well as those who have never tried therapy before who are ready to start again. An inclusive practice is exactly what Nicole is running here, and she's helping people with anxiety, depression, PTSD, ADHD, substance abuse, personality disorders, and so much more. She also has a number of treatment modalities as well. So it, there's, there's, I want to say there's something for everyone because everyone is so different in, in terms of how you receive information as well as how you cope with perhaps some of the things that have been either frustrating you or causing you to just not be yourself. So please tune in, enjoy the chat that I have with Nicole. I know that you are truly going to enjoy this and just love her vision, mission, and everything that she is building over at Core Mental Health. Welcome to Becoming Powerhouse, where we discuss the tough lessons I've learned while taking my two companies from negative revenue to over seven figures. We'll talk about the raw and vulnerable truths about being boss, as well as tips and strategies you can implement immediately for better business results. I'm your host, Nicole Overcamp, the founder and CEO of Wilcox Financial Group and Powerhouse Coaching. You can see links and other resources in our notes. Don't forget to head over to Powerhouse herhousemoney.com to grab your free Powher bundle for business and subscribe to our newsletter. Now let's dive in to today's episode. All right, powerhouses. So I have Nicole Mosey here and 
I love Nicole. I'm super excited to have you on this interview. And, and it's been so much fun because I've had the honor of working with Nicole over the last year in our mastermind and, and really just learned so much about what an incredible leader she is, how much heart she pours into her business. And, and she's also um, gone through a lot of things, challenges, struggles. And I think that getting stuck in your own head that probably a lot of you can relate to as she's grown her mental health counseling practice over the years. And so, um, Nicole, welcome. Thank you for being here and taking some time with us. Thanks for having me. And I could say so many wonderful things about you too. I've been um, honored to be in your group for the last year. So I'm happy to share any insights that I have and um, to be a part of the team. So yeah, thanks for having me. Cool. Well, thank you. Didn't tee her up to say that, you know, um, <laughs> but please say nice things about me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, you know, tell me a little bit, Nicole, and, and us like, how you got started, what made you decide to go private practice, go on your own, grow your team, because that is, is one not easy, especially in your field. And, and nowadays, how many others are trying to do the same thing, not doing it successfully and thriving like you are, but trying to do the same thing. And um, and also in a space where in New York State specifically has been quite a challenge. So what um, tell us, tell us your journey. <laughs> yeah. So, um, about seven years ago, I decided I've been thinking about it for a long time, probably since yeah. I was in school. Cause I remember I would go to all these, um, trainings across the nation and they'd be like, how do you think you want to be in private practice now? Like you're just, you know, a new graduate or you're in school mm -hmm. still. So I had this vision for a very long time. Um, but seven years ago, um, on my birthday, actually, I took the leap. And the reason um, I did that was because I worked with this client um, for a really long time, years, like almost five years. And we were helping her get some foundational pieces set, like an apartment, moving out from her um, unhealthy relationship um, mm -hmm. onto her own, her own. And when we did that, we filled out some paperwork where um, she got some additional support and resources. And you're like, oh, what a great step, you know? And then all of a sudden, they um, they decided that because her health insurance changed, that she could no longer see me as her therapist. And we were like five years in. And she's like, yeah. there's no way I'm seeing somebody else. You know, when you see the therapist, <laughs> you don't want to switch. Of and course. It too, you know, I could relate to. I, I, I wanted to work with her. Um, so we kind of figured out a plan. We came up with some, you know, small monetary amount. She goes, I don't care what it costs. I need to keep seeing you. And that really kind of motivated me because, mm -hmm. you know, she um, had this passion and drive and um, was working so hard and we wanted to continue working together. So there's one particular client that stands out to me that really um, helped me take the leap. And it was, she's like, come on, let me do it. Let me, you know, let me <laughs> see you. And, and it was crazy. You know, you have your own um, small apartment or whatever, your own furniture. I had nothing, you know, and I was like, okay, let's just make this work. Um, so we started out really small. And um, soon after that, I knew that that's definitely the direction I wanted to go because mm -hmm. Um, I could create my own schedule, have a better work-life balance and not be seeing nine or 10 clients every 45 minutes back to back throughout the day and be completely burnt out. Um, I knew how high the burnout rate was in the yeah. private practice or the agencies. And I'm like, oh, this is definitely the direction for me. So started off, you know, just a small one conversation, one client, but it's definitely grown over the last several years. And I'm, I'm still working hard to try to keep that vision alive. Yeah, and, and not only have grown, but you have a number of therapists now working for you, which is is so cool. And and what I love most about you, Nicole, and you can talk to this is like how you've 
created not only your vision, but the culture and making sure that everyone who is a part of your team feels positive is making a positive impact, but also having that balance too. Like no one is working to death, right? Um, and you deal with heavy stuff day to day. So that that's huge, I think, in, in just being so different from the industry, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and so for you, when you were um, you know, making that transition and, and growing the business, what are a couple of things that maybe stand out to you that you wish you... <laughs> you wish you knew um, and you you had to kind of fumble through or a, a big lesson that you learned as as you were growing the practice. And I'm, I'm sure there's many, like there's 1000 of them for myself for sure. But, um, you know, if there's one or two that you're like, shit, like I, I wish I would have known that. And I definitely want other entrepreneurs to be aware of it. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to um, like collaboration and teamwork because I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel very isolated and alone. Um, Mm -hmm. like, you know, trying to navigate it for the first time or New York state changing the rules, like as you go, you know, all those different like obstacles and and hardships. Um, but knowing now that there's all these different organizations and entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. groups and, um, women business owner, um, groups and through the uh, small business association and the colleges in our area, there's a ton of resources and support. So, um, I guess I wish I would have known that sooner. You know, I, kind of felt like I was on my own island, you know, trying to like navigate this. And this is the last couple of years. I know private practice has grown and there's a lot of resources about how to do that and all of this stuff now. But when I was trying to navigate it, I definitely, you know, wasn't sure, you know, am I doing the right yeah. thing? Is this going to work? There's so much fear and risk, I think, involved for people leaving um, the consistency of a paycheck. Right. So, you know, having those resources um, around you, I just think is so important. So that's something I've learned, you know, meeting with you and all these other groups in the area, which has been so helpful to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important having the right support team. And and like the reality is you guys, like you're never alone. You just have to seek the right help in, in the right resources. And I think sometimes we're afraid to do that because we also don't want the perspective to be or the opinion to be like oh she can't figure that out on her own you know uh because we can get stuck sometimes too in in our own heads with that so um so cool uh and and now you are um you're married you have a son so talk to me about how you when you said you wanted more balance how did you make that happen and what does that look like for you now yeah. So just in the last couple of months, my son, his name's Douglas, he started preschool. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the one of the big pieces of that is the flexibility of creating your own schedule. So, I mean, I do feel like I'm working kind of like around the clock, <laughs> different hours, you know, right, there's that. The night, <laughs> something and write it down. But um, the pro is that like, I was able to go to his school for his Halloween yeah. parade, you know, yeah. middle of the day on a Monday. And I always yeah. used to be like, how do all these moms go to these events? Like in the middle of the day, do they not work? But now, um, I'm able to see, no, you know, some of them are working and some of them are very hardworking, mm-hmm. but they're just managing their time better. And so, um, getting him on the school bus in the morning has been really important to me. I, I just remember the school bus being traumatic. So yeah. I just wanted to make that, you know, as smooth as possible for him. And, so we're standing out there on the corner and, you know, doing all this stuff, waving in it, you know, the bus has been hard to, um, it's not consistent, you know, but if sure. I have a little bit of flexibility before and after, then I can try to make his morning, you know, go, okay. He mm-hmm. thinks it's the best part of his day. So of course I want to be <laughs> the bus ride in the morning. So, 
yeah. yeah, I think the scheduling of it and, and being able to figure out, you know, what works for you and all of those things, whether it's, you know, holiday time, family time, whatever it might be, um, spending quality time with the people that you care about is probably the most important thing I think now. Yeah. And I think with all the changes the last couple of years, um, people are, I think are recognizing the importance mm-hmm. of wanting to spend quality time with the people that they love. So, um, yeah. I do feel like this, um, is a, you know, work-life balance that works for me, you know, where I can really be motivated and push and do work around the clock certain hours, and then try to take those small moments, even if they're small windows of time to breathe. <laughs> I have to remind myself to breathe because I don't know. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> mindful and present and, you know, like enjoy the things that life is worth living for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You only get one shot, you know, yeah. and, and that's great. And, and I like how you said presence, because I think that often, and, and what I hear a lot from other women is I'm so busy. I don't have time to that. I wish I could do this. I want to be there for that. And there, like you can be, but you just need to prioritize it. And that's the gift I think of designing your, your own company and in doing that. And then you've done a great job of hiring a super supportive office manager as well to free up some time so that you can be present for your son and do those moments and not feel guilty about it, which is, is also a, a big shift, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and transitioning for that. And so I think it's important to recognize that if you're, if you're not doing that yet, you can still build a business and be there in those critical moments because if you're missing out on it, the whole building the business part has a whole lot less meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So um and in that said, and and um, you know how so so let's talk about and, and going back actually to your supportive business manager and and um, you know the amount that she helps just keep you organized, right? Taking off your plate the things that you can do but shouldn't be spending your time on, so you can focus on on the things that really keep your practice uh, growing, right? Uh, how did you? find her and, and what were some of the, the things that were really important to you when you were looking for that right fit in, in such an important support role? Yes, I think that's a great question. Thank you for asking me. So I, um, I really appreciate um, the office manager here. And I think that she's super hardworking. She's got such a unique background and um, diverse work experience. And I actually reached out to her on LinkedIn, which I think is a cool resource. And I mm-hmm. said, who do you know that does what you do? Cause I need somebody, you know, like, <laughs> and she said, what about me? And I was like, oh my God, what a great idea. So, you know, kind of a, an organic conversation, but somebody who I had worked with in the past. And I can say that for all of um, my team members here is that they are all so hardworking and passionate about what they do. Um, and I've brought each one of them on individually after, you know, a, a lot of conversations and um, discussions and, um, you know, processing, you know, telling me about your experience, tell me about your specialty area. And I just really wanted to feel that they were as passionate as I was. And I can say that each one of them um, really is. So I think surrounding yourself with people who are on your team, you know, on your Mm -hmm. side, who want the best for you. And I've mentioned to you this before, Nicole, I was like, I don't understand. Like, how do you make time for all these other things? Like these relationships and whatever, like, I don't, I couldn't see what the value was like beyond Mm -hmm. the conversations, beyond the workday and things like that. And then when crisis hits, because it has hit several times in the last Yeah, it just keeps coming. Wait a second. (laughs) 
No, I, I'm just like, oh my God, like if I missed out on all these relationships or all these conversations or all this stuff that I didn't, you know, invest time in before I really would have been lost, you know? So I think yeah. it comes down to really surrounding yourself with um, people who are as hardworking and um, passionate and um, like-minded as you. So I hope yeah. that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. That like-minded and passion part is huge, you know, and that's such a, you know, and, and even for our team too, like we, well, I found a couple of our, our administrative assistants were clients. So like they totally got the culture, right. They were, were on board and on the team. And then Sarah found her networking, but it was like they the same ability to love the mission. Right. And, and to do that because you're, you're serving, you're serving, we're serving and, and to have that like-mindedness is, is so important. And I think that we discount sometimes the value of networking and reaching out to people on LinkedIn and having those organic conversations versus just like defaulting to Indeed where sometimes, or, or you know, any other job search, like big search engine, not that they're bad, please like don't take this the wrong way for anybody who may have been offended by that. Um, I will never, like it never fails. I'll always say something, but, um, but that said, like you're getting this pool of a bunch of strangers it's completely cold majority of them aren't even qualified but like having those conversations and realizing too like if Michelle did know someone like it's not just her it's who everybody else knows and and it is easy to kind of like not want to go network and and do all those other things because it is exhausting and it does suck um but when you're there it's great right you have so much more energy after you force yourself to show up i think i've mentioned that before at a different on a different episode it's it's probably a theme right <laughs> definitely, definitely. um you know i i read once in a, a book network or die it was like her theme as she was <laughs> growing her business and i'm like huh <laughs> it makes a lot of sense and it kind of feels like I'm going to die before I get there, but then it's great, you know, yeah, um, you but I always tell way. myself, yeah, <laughs> I always tell it to myself, right? Like network or die. And, you know, not like the extreme of that, but like the, if you don't continue to network, your business will die. Right. Because it's so much about the relationships and not just growing as far as, far as like prospects, but like your staff, your employees, your team. So, um, so it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that and that's how how she came up I actually didn't even know that's how you you found her which is so funny um so so Nicole for for you and in in your journey what does it mean to you to be a powerhouse yeah I think that's a great question I love that your name by the way I think that's so unique and it just it definitely <laughs> drew me to your your group um, I think a powerhouse is somebody who's, who's competent. And I know sometimes that even I lack that, you know, like I'm like, oh, second guessing myself, trying to make people happy, like, you know, just getting sidetracked or getting off track. Yeah. So, um, the other thing I think about it is it's an integration of like all the aspects of your life. So like, this isn't just showing up here in my work life, you know, but it's also showing up in other relationships, family relationships, my, uh, relationship with my husband and my son, you know, like, I think that it's, um, it's, I, 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 I think it's a transformation that you're, you're providing, you know, <laughs> over, it's been a whole year of us working together, but you know, it's really like looking at myself and looking at the world differently, you know? So there's a lot of shifting, I think that happens and it's so scary. There's a huge vulnerability piece with that. And yeah. sometimes, you know, I'm like, I feel like I've asked you this question already, or I'm, I know I'm going in circles, but you know, and I'm asking the same thing like a million times from different ways, but, um, kind of trying to have some more of that confidence, you know, myself and, trying to silence out some of the noise and, and, you know, reminding myself of what, what brought me here and why I'm passionate about yeah. helping other people. And, um, 
something that's really important to me is the reputation. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we um, have obstacles in business, you know, st- stumbling yeah. blocks, so to speak. And so, you know, I, I think that when you have a, fo- a solid foundation or reputation, um, it speaks true. And, and the people around you and in your network, um, like you're talking about, can really kind of back you up, so to speak. And, and so, you know, despite many challenges and obstacles in the last couple of years, I think um, leaning on the people that um, that you trust and that care about you and vice versa is just so important because I think without that, it feels like um, less meaningful and, um, you know, just too ambiguous, you know, so really mm-hmm. coming back down to the foundation of being a powerhouse and, um, you know, even when, when things get shaky, coming back to that core foundation, you know, that's what mm-hmm. I would say, so... Yeah. Yeah. Being confident and like living that life you want to live, right? With, with <laughs> yeah. your family and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not and, always and easy. It's definitely no, it's easy. not. It's like <laughs> people cast a lot of shade, right? Like who is she to be taking the afternoon off and, um, and getting used to not letting that affect you. Right. And, yeah, and knowing that so you're hard. still working really hard. Cause that, you know, that can like, everybody's got an opinion, you know? So, um, but it's their opinion. It's not a fact of who you are. And, and, you know, Nicole, like it's like, there's always I, what I always, I think anyways, and, and I don't know if we'll ever outgrow this, but I feel like over the years we've gained more confidence, right. And we've become more confident in who we are and what we're doing and the conviction behind it. But I still like struggle. It just looks different, right? With Mm -hmm. with confidence. And I think it's one of those practices in like a muscle that we have to keep like working out and exercising and reminding ourselves because there's always those completely defeating days where you're like, should I be doing this? Like, am I, am I good enough? Like, I don't even know, like what is happening? And so like, you, you know, you have to continue to stay on that, that, um, I don't know what, what do you, you even want to call it? Like the reminder path, like, you know, the, yeah. you have to kind of have that self-talk every once in a while in a positive way, or, or recalling some of the uh, things that you have accomplished to, to remind yourself, like, wait a minute, no, no, I've got this. Like, I'm not, you know, I, I am worthy. I'm not giving up because I, I will say that. And, and I think you can relate to this, that I've gotten so much more confident and, and definitely improved over the years and having conviction. But like, I still 1000% have those moments where I'm like, oh, I don't think I belong in this room, you know? So it's so hard. Yeah. And then the perceptions, you know, that come with that and all of those things, it's really tough. I guess the one thing in the counseling field that I've been leaning on is like, just that we all need counseling, you know, and it's so cool that it's like so much more normalized, like in the last couple of years. So, you know, I think people, I, you know, at least for me, I think of that imposter syndrome, like, am I good enough? Like, how did I get here? Like what's going on? Um, But I think that um, that part of like being real, like, you know, we all go through different things in our lives. We all have reached out for therapy, you know, all this stuff. And I think that um, you know, the more genuine you can be about that stuff, the better. So it's hard. It's so hard because there's certain conversations that aren't helpful, you know? And so it's a balance between how do I figure out what to share and who to share this with? And there's just, it's a learning curve, you know, in the business world, it's just trying to figure all this stuff out. So one step at a time is my, that's right. (laughs) One step at a time, positive progress, you know, we, uh, we learn, 
we move on, we make mistakes, we move on, we have success and, and, and we should celebrate it more probably. Right. Yeah, so, um, but cool. Well, th- thank you so much. I, I appreciate you, you taking the time to do this. I know you've got a ton of things going on, but, but it was fun to hear. It was fun to hear about what you're, what you're doing and why you started it. I think that's always the best part is why, um, you know, and, and who you're serving. So, um, we are going to have Nicole's information about her practice everything that she does, who her counselors can help. Again, uh, you know, every, I, I think everybody needs a therapist. I don't know. It's so important. And, and there's, there is that stigma breaking down, breaking away, which is huge. And I think that to some degree, we're all dealing with these days, some version of anxiety, maybe subconscious depression, withdrawal. Um, there's a lot of shit happening right now. There's a lot of bad news that we just can't seem to escape. There's so many um, conversations, so many polarizing um, topics and and how people are nowadays. I, sometimes I feel like the world has just gone nuts um, and, and how vicious people are, you know, like, why can't we all just love each other? Um, but, but it's wild. And so uh, I think that, you know, it, it, I'm glad that you did mention, you know, it's everyone needs a counselor and and it's okay to talk about those things. Even if it's for a moment of time, it doesn't mean you have to have a title either. You don't need to be depressed, right? You don't need to have anxiety, but sometimes it's just good to talk to somebody, right? To, to air your shit and leave it with them, walk away and, and feel really good about it. So um, so we'll definitely put all of those resources in the show notes and, and how to, to get in touch with Nicole, follow her on Instagram. And is there anything that you'd want to say as a final note before we end? No, thanks for having me. I appreciate the candid conversation. You know, sometimes I don't really focus on like this so much. So it's good sometimes to hear, um, you know, hear the conversation and remind myself, this is normal. It's normal to have stress and, (laughs) you know, things like that when you're running a business and it's normal to do therapy too. And I think that it's, um, you know, a great way to kind of bridge the gap and have a healthier work-life balance. So I appreciate you having me on and, you know, hopefully we can do it again. Awesome. Thank you. And until next time, powerhouses, keep being great. Thanks so much for listening to Becoming Powerhouse. You can find all of the links to our site and resources in the show notes. Let's connect on Instagram at powherhousemoney. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at powerhousemoney.com. Remember, I want to connect with you. I want to hear your thoughts and help you with all the challenges you're having. So engage, send me a DM. And of course, if you're loving this podcast, let us know and go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Thank you.